Welcome to the LifePurpose.com podcast. The number one podcast in the entire cosmos for empowering and inspiring you to live your life's purpose. My name is Hema Alman. And I'm Gabriel Sarah. And today's episode is about knowing what it means to live your life's purpose. When you show up for something or for someone in your life, you got to be able to change your state in a moment and leave the past completely behind. Whatever happened in that, in that day, no matter what you experienced, by getting into state, you can switch on the energy that you need to be at your best. And I believe that the best performers in any industry, they, they know how to do that. They know how to show up, as Tony Robbins says, in a peak state, mastering the psychology, mastering your peak state to get the results that you desire, to get the victory that you desire, to get the success that you desire. And that's similar to what you have been doing for the last week, getting into state and training your mind and your physiology and having your smile on. That's the same thing. And you can get into state in a in a slow pace during during days and weeks but you can also do it in an instant and really intense and that's how you can go from a low mood to a very high and empowered mood i've seen that over and over again it was today four years ago that we went to business mastery at lifepurpose.com it is our purpose to support guide and empower you the big ones in living your life's purpose to receive powerful daily meditations and mentoring for your life's purpose, join our premium membership and claim your seven-day free trial by clicking the link in the description or visit lifepurpose.com directly. And now back to the episode. Now that I'm seeing more downloads happen on the podcast the lifepurpose.com podcast and i'm seeing more people subscribing i wasn't expecting that to happen that fast i thought it would take at least six months before we would start seeing downloads to the podcast and it's gotten that many downloads and people subscribing it then really reflects to me that there is a market for this there is a demand for this people are curious about what their gift is what their contribution is what their purpose is for being here on earth and i do believe that it is important then at least the thought came to me to really have clear language that allows us all to be on the same page with what it means to be living your life purpose and obviously for our audience for our big ones we're going to have a specific set of language that they would understand maybe someone else that does because there's other people that are doing you know podcasts on life purpose and videos and content about life purpose specifically we're talking about our audience and creating language and content in a way that helps them understand what we're saying and then apply it to their life. So it came to me that for the website, for the rebranding that we're, we're doing, you know, we're in the process of creating a new website. 
and I'm in the process of creating evergreen content for the website so that any new visitor to lifepurpose.com, they can easily look at the top blog posts, the top pieces of content that are featured, and they're always going to be able to go there as a starting point. So I think I mentioned this to you on one of the sprint meetings. We're going to be talking about what, why, where, when, how, answer those five basic questions as blog posts. And so one of the first blog posts that I'm going to start off with is what, what does it mean to live your life purpose? And I think this can be something very good to talk about today because you may have been talking about, obviously, as I've been editing the podcast and listening to the playback, you're talking about confronting your fears, traumas, uh, embracing your bigness. That's fine. Talking about first steps. Everyone is going to have their own individual first step. But it now comes to me to ask the question, well, if we're going to be speaking to this audience, if we're speaking to our big ones and we're telling them to live the life purpose, well, what does that even mean? Like, how would they know that they're living their life purpose? So the question that I would wow. ask. So you want to know how to know. I just want to really highlight what you, the question you just said. This is important. How to know that you are already living a life of purpose and you might not even know it. Well, what does it even mean for us to live a life of purpose? And then how do you even know? How can you tell that you're living a life of purpose? Maybe that's another episode, but maybe today we should really be focusing on what does it even mean to live your life purpose? Like, what is the definition? According to you, mm-hmm. what, is, what is your definition of living a life purpose? What comes to me right away is being fulfilled. Fulfillment equals purpose. And the more fulfilled I feel, the more I know that I am living my life on purpose and with purpose. And I'm in alignment with what I came here to do. And my soul is fulfilled. What does it mean for you to live your life with purpose? I'm going to describe this as best as I can in the blog post when I make the evergreen piece of content. But what came to me the other day as I was thinking about this question, like what does it mean to live a life of purpose or or like what's the definition? What comes to me is I think about the Maslow's hierarchy of needs and how like you have this pyramid structure. For anyone that doesn't know what the Maslow's hierarchy of needs is, simply Google it. But if I think about like our basic human needs and then we go to the top, I'm kind of answering the question, aren't I? If we go to the top... I just like the way you said it, like, if you don't know what the Maslow hierarchy of needs is, just Google it. Then just Google it. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that information in better in the blog post and fully articulate this. <laughs> but the answer is is the following: For what does it mean to live your life purpose? I think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I think about the very bottom of the pyramid, the foundation. You're just thinking about survival. If we apply Maslow's high, and then of course enlightenment and bliss and love and thinking about the planet and other people that's at the top of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs when you're not thinking about yourself and your own survival you're thinking about contribution service to others right 
So if we take that same model, I made, I thought of my own model in my head, but in terms of like the job and fulfillment and purpose world. So if we apply that same model over to purpose, I believe honestly that job slash nine to five or part-time job working for someone else just because it pays the bills and just because it, it puts food in your stomach, that's at the bottom of the pyramid, this pyramid that I'm talking about. So it's basically just another form of survival. Then you have the solopreneur slash freelancer where you're working for yourself and you're maybe giving some value. Then the next level could be someone that is an entrepreneur slash a business owner or investor where they are investing in innovative technologies or they hire and have a team of people so that, you know, they create jobs and stimulate the economy. Then the next level after that, at the very, very top, is passion slash purpose, I would say. And the reason why I say that is the following. I watched, okay, after our last cacao ceremony, and you took a little, little afternoon break slash nap. For some reason, I was on YouTube. I was looking up, you know, how to do some migration stuff from WordPress over to the new content management system we're going to be using, Ghost. And the voice told me, the God voice told me, hey, look up Greta Thunberg again. And so I looked up Greta Thunberg again. And she's uh, doing these protests in Germany and all over Europe now. She's with a group of people and she's getting arrested constantly. And because she's getting arrested constantly. Like she's being thrown into jail? Yeah, for, for, for protesting about climate change. So her and a group of people, they're getting arrested constantly now. And that's giving her the opportunity to speak about the climate crisis. And... I happen to see... I don't understand that connection. Okay. thought... It's... it's She's protesting. And that gives... Her, so you said... Let okay, she's a... Time out. She's a high-profile name. She's already a high-profile name, right? Greta Thunberg. Obviously, anytime that Greta Thunberg now does something shocking, she's going to show up in the news. Okay. So that's keeping her relevant, and that's keeping her relevant to talk about the climate crisis, the climate change, Right. So Greta Thunberg is doing these protests all over Europe. And the most recent one, I think, was in Germany. And she's with a group of other climate change activists. And obviously, the powers that be don't want her and the group of climate change activists to protest in certain parts of the streets where it's quote-unquote illegal. So it's either... She moves and they move, which they don't, or they get forcibly removed and put to jail. So that's what she's been up to. So she's been <laughs> she's been putting getting put into jail. And then obviously after she gets out of jail, she'll make bail because she has so many supporters that they will probably, you know, like pay her, her bail fee, no problem. But obviously because she's a high-profile name now at this stage, the news is going to interview her. So reporters are going to interview her. And so this is what I was seeing. Reporters constantly interviewing Greta Thunberg as soon as she gets out of jail. 
And honestly, she also has a loyal fan base with her and they're always applauding her and they were like, wow, she's just like so amazing because she, she's doing this. She's doing all this processing and she's this, you know. And she's fearless. So she's fearless. She doesn't give a shit. And then I was watching another video and I'm going to answer the question about what does it mean to live a life of purpose? Purpose at the top, right? So I started watching this other video about this other climate change activist, these two ones, and they were at a museum and they had a can of, sp so they were at a museum where they had like the most expensive like paintings in the world. And they were, and there was like, uh, this was on the Washington Post YouTube channel. And these two climate change activists were in front of a very expensive Vincent Van Gogh painting. They had cans of spaghetti. They opened up the cans of spaghetti. And then they chucked the can of tomato sauce, spaghetti, whatever it was, at the Vincent Van Gogh painting. Oh. <laughs> they threw spaghetti on the wall. They threw, they threw spaghetti or soup at the wall, at the painting. At the in painting. the museum. In the, in the museum. And then they, I think, proceeded to like crazy glue their hands to the wall. So they had like this crazy glue or something like that. And then they stuck their hands to the wall. And then one of the climate activists, she started speaking. And she started protesting and she gave this really heartfelt speech. It, it like brought me to tears. And when I saw like, obviously she, they were going to get arrested and they probably will get convicted of vandalism or whatever the case is. And obviously a Vincent Van Gogh painting is probably like millions of dollars. So who knows what the story is with that. But that got a lot of attention that came out in the last two weeks. And that video has almost a million views to it. They're speaking out about climate change and they're saying basically like, how dare you value that piece of art more than you value this planet. Wow. Wow. Right. They're valuing that piece of art. The museum and, you know, the modern world is valuing that piece of art more than it's valuing this planet. Right. And all the exploitation that's going on with the resources of this planet. And so I was watching this. Exactly. It's powerful. And so I was watching this. And I thought to myself, that is purpose. So what does it mean to live your life purpose? It's that. And that brought me back to the reminder of like, why are we doing this? And that was a really, oh man, it's like these girls were just so amazing to see and to see what they're doing and what they're up to, because that I think is when someone is living their purpose, it's not about the money. It's not about the attention. It's not about the fame. It's not about the numbers. It's not about any of these things. It is doing the thing that you have to do. There is no, oh, I get to do this or I want to do this. There is, it, it is an absolute must. And when I think about Greta Thunberg, Thunberg, maybe I'm butchering her name. When I think about Greta Thunberg, when I think about how she got involved with protesting against climate change, I remember her story was something along the lines of she was doing all this research about climate change and she found like all these startling statistics and it got her really depressed. No one was talking about this at the time where she didn't find people that were really talking about this. And one day she said, I'm going to skip school 
and I'm going to start protesting. And at first she was all by herself, but then people started to join. And then the next thing you know, she had kids from all over not going to school, cutting school to speak about climate change. And so when I think about this, when I think about purpose, when I think about life purpose, and even for me, you know, like I told you before, I don't necessarily want to do this. I'm not like, yeah, let's go. I know that this has to get done. This has to get done. But there's been for a while this part of me that hasn't been so clear myself on like when we talk about our big ones, when we talk about their purpose and helping them with their purpose, are we coming from this angle of, oh, living your purpose will make you money? Will your purpose enable you to travel the world? Will your pur- That's like, that may be like a lower level of thinking. You know, when you think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that may be like a lower level of thinking. But when I think about like a Greta Thunberg and that other girl that threw the tomato soup at the Vincent Van Gogh painting, I think, holy shit, those girls, whether or not they wanted to do it, they did it because they felt like it has to get done because no one else is doing this, right? So if you think about the climate change stuff, right? Greta Thunberg, she is going as far as to getting arrested and saying, hey, politicians, get your shit together. We've got a climate crisis going on. You got to put your energy towards this. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And she's constantly getting arrested doing this stuff. And she's not even afraid of it. She's smiling on camera. She's just like, whatever, just arrest me. Okay, let's go. At this stage now, there's like, there's like no fear in this girl. No fear. And when I think about that purpose, her purpose, like she's just going for it. She's just doing it. And so to answer your question about what does it mean to live a life with purpose, I believe that a big one is living their purpose when it transcends all human needs. It goes beyond your human needs. You're serving something much greater than yourself. You're serving the planet. You're serving God. You're serving some something bigger than just you and your bank account. It's something that you're willing to die for. It's something that you truly believe in to the point where it doesn't matter whether or not you receive praise or recognition or accolades or financial status or award. You are doing this because you f- you feel that you have to do this. And if you don't do that thing, then you might not only have a deep regret for your life, but maybe you could have made a significant change that only you could have brought, mm-hmm. you know? And there have been other people before Greta Thunberg talking about climate change. There's been indigenous women in particular talking about climate change. But why is it that Greta Thunberg is like the face of the climate crisis and climate change? She really had that blow-up moment. And that that has made her so relevant. And that has made her basically like the face of this awareness. And so, like, if we think about purpose, you know, maybe for you, Hema, maybe you become the face of purpose. Like, Greta is the face of the climate crisis, you know, climate change. Maybe, you know, if you think about personal development, 
Tony Robbins is the face of personal development and there's everyone else underneath him, you know? So that's really important. And, you know, if I think about when Greta Thunberg was on the, the Ellen DeGeneres show and they wanted to give her like a financial award or something like this, she was just like, no, I don't, I turned it down. She like, she really was not for receiving financial recognition for this, for what she's doing. She's saying, hey, look, in a few years, it is not going to matter how much money is in my bank account if I can't even, if there's no soil for us to grow food. I may have a whole bunch of numbers in my bank account, but great. Well, what is that going to do for, for, for the rest of humanity? What is that going to do for the planet? And so uh, I'm saying this because when it comes to what does it mean to live our life with purpose, I think that there has to be a common definition that we all understand, especially our big ones, where we are speaking beyond the need for financial incentive. Like I see so many, there's so many YouTube channels and blogs and people posting content on how to make money quickly and side hustles and all those things. That's great. Maybe that's them, but maybe we have to focus on like, how do we really live and play full out? Right? How do we really make each and every moment count? And obviously someone can also make financial gain for their contribution, right? Like obviously we know someone that has created a re vegan franchise and they obviously get paid to, to continue the operations of that business, but they're still addressing the climate change in their own way. You get what I'm saying? So it's not to say that you can't have both. But what I am saying is that from observing these people that we're talking about, the one thing that's in common is that they, they have this feeling. It's, it's not like I want to do this. It's not like I get to do this. It's more like I have to do this. I must do this. There is no other way. There is no, I'm going to save this for next week. There is no, I'm going to save this for next year. There is no tomorrow. There is only right here right now. That's a huge difference. Greta Thunberg is also a great example for how she turned her depression and her hurt into her purpose. And that is going to be important for everyone because your pain can change into your gain and your mess can become your message. And what I mean is uh, Greta, I think she was almost suicidal for a while and she quit school because of the situation of our planet and the climate change and that really got to her like that that whole topic of climate change and what's happening to the animals to the to nature that really got to her and it made her depressed it got her to a really low state for i think of a couple of years but how did she transmute that into who she then became. And that's important to be aware of for, for anyone listening, that if you're going through challenging times and you are experiencing your own form of suffering, you can also turn that into your message and your purpose. There may be one subject in your life or multiple subjects in your lives for why you feel depressed. Maybe it's what's going on in the world or something that you wish you could change in your own life or for people's lives or for the collective. 
And instead of staying depressed and complaining about circumstances, can you turn that around just like Greta did it and become actually empowered so that you're not staying there being depressed and complaining, but you're actually going out there fearless, being a voice and being a messenger for what you wish to see changed on this planet and for the collective or for whatever cause it is. And can you turn your pain, your suffering and your depression into a powerful force that pushes you forward to take action and that makes you become so fearless that you don't care, you do not fear getting arrested, for example. You don't fear expressing yourself, you don't fear expressing your creativity, you don't fear stepping into your bigness. And standing up for what you believe in. And it's a great example that you bring Greta up because she is a great example of a young girl. I think she's still a teenager. She's like technically, I think, an adult. She's got to be over 18 now. By the time that she started with her activism, I think she was 14 or 15. She's a great example of someone who suffered for a few years um, depression and not wanting to live. But she then was able to transcend that and turn that into like a positive rage, a positive anger that made her conquer basically anything and made her become very fearless. Obviously, we live in a world today where there are a lot of things that some people may say is just absolutely wrong. You know, for me, from my side, I acknowledge and I'm aware of there's a, a, there being a lot of things that should change on this planet. I can't say necessarily what's good or what's bad. There are other people that are living their purpose in other ways too. Like, I think his name is either Tim Ballard or Craig Ballard. And he is someone that goes on undercover raids to prevent child trafficking. So he busts up like child trafficking rings or something like this. And I even remember when we went to, I think it was either Tony Robbins Business Mastery back in 2019, or we had watched it where Tony Robbins was talking about child trafficking and that he he went on one of these missions with like undercover retired Navy SEALs to break up uh, these these child trafficking rings. So, you know, that's one example of an, another person that's living their purpose. They're not necessarily doing it to make a living. They're not doing this to make millions of dollars. They're doing this because they want to end child trafficking. You know, just like human trafficking, just like sex trafficking, just like uh, child pedophilia. Just like all the millions of dogs that get euthanized in America, just like the entire uh, food agricultural system and how animals are slaughtered and the way in which they're slaughtered. There are people that put their focus on preventing that from happening as much as possible. There's also people that maybe have a purpose to create the future of finance. There's people that have a purpose to create new innovative technologies for sound healing. There's people that have 
And the list goes on and on and on. It doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice financial gain for purpose. I'm just giving you examples of people that are living their purpose that may go against what society dictates as successful. That was one of the big things growing up for me that was the ultimate illusion, my opinion, growing up in New York City. New York City at the time, when I was growing up, was referred to as the financial capital of the world. Is it still called that? I don't know. I don't care. But I remember success and being someone of value was directly tied to how much money they were having in their bank account, what kind of clothes they wore, what kind of car they drove. And that's not the truth of who we truly are and what we came here to do, especially for our big ones that are listening to this particular episode of this podcast. So what does it mean to live a life of purpose? For me, it means to live your life in such a way, not necessarily where you're fulfilled, but I think where you have really a deep calling to do something, where you know you have to do this and there is no other way. It's like you just know in your heart that you were chosen to do this. Exactly. It's like God, a higher power, chose you for that specific role, for that specific activity. And if you don't do it, you're going to die with regrets. And I also would say, too, that if you don't do it, it's going to affect a lot of people. A lot of, of life. A lot of life. Yes. You know? Yeah, I, I'm thinking about Stephen Greer right now, for example. Stephen Greer, another one. Well, he would be a great person. David Icke, another person. Yeah. Bruce Lipton, Greg Braden. But, you know, I also, I also strongly believe that there is a divine will, there is a divine orchestration which sees to it that everything in existence stays balanced. And the divine will is going to manifest its will through certain individuals. And if we turn it down and we do not fulfill that role that the divine has chosen for us, it's going to come to another person. So when we talk about a Stephen Greer or Greta Thunberg, this is just the vessel. And if it's not the person or the vessel of Greta Thunberg or Stephen Greer, it's going to come to another person who is aligned to that vision, to that purpose, and is willing to bring it forth. Oh, for sure. Like when I think about lifepurpose.com, you know, at the time that we were going to buy it, we could have bought it for $5,000, wound up buying it for $18,000. But why? Only a few months later. Only a few months later. Now, out of all the people that are talking about purpose, out of all the successful entrepreneurs and millionaires out there and billionaires out there, why didn't they buy the website? Why didn't they take action on it? Why were we the ones to do it? And I think case in point to what you're saying is because even though those people that I may be talking about may have had the financial resources, maybe their consciousness was not aligned. And maybe our consciousness was aligned enough in such a way that we could make that a possibility. And then here we are today, three years later, lifepurpose.com. And I believe that, especially now, as we are in the very beginning stages of the artificial intelligence revolution, I truly believe that it is now where we must speak in such a way and create 
and put out as much information out there in such a way that we encourage our big ones to embrace their purpose, to embrace their calling, to embrace their mission here on earth and to awaken to that and to play full out. That doesn't necessarily mean that your purpose has to be like Greta Thunberg, Tomb Bears. It doesn't mean that your purpose has to be like Stephen Greer's. It means your purpose is your purpose. It's your unique individual thing that you came here to do. Yes, and I also wanna I also want to mention that don't get intimidated by the names that we're mentioning. High profile names, people who are famous. Your purpose does not have to be a global thing. And there is no better or worse with your purpose. Your purpose may be to serve one person only in this lifetime. And that person then is gonna serve perhaps millions of people or do something incredible. Just know that whatever your calling is, it is perfect as it is. And there is no judgment of whether it's better or worse. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe your purpose is to start a family. Maybe your purpose is to be the best mom or the best dad that you can be. Maybe your purpose is to take care of that dog. Maybe your purpose is to build an earthship community. Maybe your purpose is to do something with microgreens. I don't know. You know what your purpose is. And just like you were saying, Hema, it does not matter the scale at which you do it. I think what matters is that you just do it and you take that first step. And is, and, and is your heart in it? Is your heart and your soul in it? I still can't. I still can't agree with that statement because, again, before I was working on my mindset, my heart and my mind is not necessarily in it. My heart and my mind is saying, or my mind at least is saying, I need to get the financial resources to then outsource a capable team of people to help build out this lifepurpose.com thing that you want to do. Obviously, that plan didn't work out the way that we wanted it to, so now here I am having to do a majority of the things. Is my heart in it? Well, I'm allowing myself to keep a smile on my face and a positive mental attitude while I do all of this stuff. So I can't say that that is the case, right? Like Greta Thunberg, would, would Greta Thunberg really want to, from her heart, talk about climate change and get arrested? Or would Greta Thunberg, from her heart, want to be a kid and grow up and know that the world is a good place? But obviously when she found this information, she found out that, oh wow, there's a lot of really bad things going on here. There's a lot of corruption here. There's a lot of exploitation of the resources on this planet here. What am I going to do? And it wasn't until she got out of that depression and said, you know what, I've got to do something because it seems like no one else is going to do it. So I have to do something, whether or not my heart is in it, whether or not I want to do it, I have to do this. That's the difference for me, at least from my perspective, from my opinion. And I think that there is a big difference between doing something that you quote unquote love versus doing something that you feel absolutely compelled to do. But that's also what I'm, what I'm saying. You feel compelled to do something. Where do you feel it? You feel it in your heart. I don't feel it in my heart. I don't know if Greta Thunberg feels it in her heart. Maybe someone else feels it in their, in their mind. Maybe someone thinks it in their mind. Maybe they don't feel it in their heart. Maybe that's you. Maybe that is not. Maybe that's just me coming from my perspective. I don't know. 
I don't feel it in my heart. I think it in my mind. I see it in my third eye. I see what I have to do. And I know I have to do this. I just intuitively know I have to do this thing with lifepurpose.com. I know I have to. So I know that we have different definitions. And, you know, this is the interesting thing too, because it would be great at some point to connect with our big ones and to really understand like, what is their psychology? Where do they feel it? Do they feel it in their heart that they have a purpose? Or is it something similar to me where it's like, no, I don't necessarily want to do this, but I know I have to do this because if I don't do this, there could be severe consequences in the long term for future generations. And, you know, when I think about life purpose and us starting up this, for me, building out the lifepurpose.com community so you can have a support network and aggregate this group of people, I would not be surprised if there are a lot of people that maybe do see it that way, like a Greta Thunberg or like a Craig or a Tim Ballard or like a Tony Robbins, where there is absolutely no other way. Or like even the the person that I know of that it has the vegan franchise. There is no other way. There is no, I'm going to retire and take a vacation, even though they have millions of dollars and they already have the quote unquote financial successes and all this stuff. This is their thing. And they keep on doing it until it's time for them to go. That's purpose. I don't know if it's necessarily something that you love to do. It's great. I think if you love to do it, I think it's great if, if you feel, again, you love to do it. God called you to do it. It pays you well. That's great. Maybe that is the case for some people, but maybe the case for some people is they have to do it. There is a form of an intrinsic, I think it's called intrinsic, That's right. motivation that goes beyond what the mind can comprehend. And you may not, as you were saying, you may not want, obviously, to get arrested, but there is still a motivation, a force that is moving you and that is moving through you to fulfill that purpose. And it's like it drives you, whether you consciously, whether it conscious, whether you consciously want to or you don't. There is a higher power that moves through you. And it's like a never ending motivation, a never ending motivation that makes you wake up in the morning to do that specific thing or to create something yeah that's that is the perspective that i more come from it's not that it's necessarily in my heart i already told you what's in my heart my my in my heart it's my heart to financially retire and go to the mountains and meditate that's what i gabriel the avatar the identity wants to do i believe that's still part of your purpose though no for me my purpose is i've got to set this up i've got to do this thing with lifepurpose.com. But in my heart, I would much rather be out in the mountains meditating, have my own land, have my own space, spend my days relaxing. Sure. But as of right now, my purpose is this has to get done. There is a deeper message that we have to share. And I've said this for the last years, constantly. It's not like it's in my heart. It's not like it's something that I look forward to every single day. I don't look forward to spending hours editing podcasts. I don't look forward to researching all the stuff that I have to do. I have to do this, you know? And I think as well, like I was mentioning, 
what are the odds and what are the chances that the two of us acquire this website when there's other people that are talking about lifepurpose.com? There's other people that are talking about purpose and having purpose in life and having a sole purpose. Why did they not acquire the domain? Why did they not take the action? Was the price too high for the website? Was it too much money for someone to pay if they believed in inspiring humanity to live their life purpose? And this makes me think back to the times where, you know, I was homeless and having the experiences that I had growing up in Brooklyn and the journey that I've been on since us meeting and going to all the places all over the world and acquiring all the information that we've acquired for what purpose? Why would God or a higher purpose or a higher power, why would God or a higher power give us the information, give us the insights, etc., the resources, whatever, to go on this journey? There has to be a purpose for it. And I am at that stage where it's like, I have to find out why. And maybe, maybe my life is, the purpose of my life is to provide testimony or to provide encouragement for a Greta Thunberg or for... A divine will. A the, the divine will, exactly. I believe there is an individual divine will and there is a collective divine will. Living your purpose can be something very deeply internally motivated. It could be something that comes from your heart. It could be of this feeling that you have to do something no matter what, it has to get done. Living your purpose could be obviously doing something you love, but that may be more passion-based. But I truly believe that living the purpose, living your life purpose, it's something that is non-negotiable. It is something that you absolutely must do and you are 100% committed to it. You are do or die. It must get done. There is no, well, if it doesn't work out, I'm going to get this job. There is no, oh, well, I'm going to go start this other business because it looks like it brings in more money. This is your purpose. This is why you were put here on earth. You know what I mean? And I think if you can remember what that is, I think that that is going to be what drives you to do that purpose, to fulfill that mission that you have until it's your time to go. And I think that that is the gift. I think that is that is remarkable. That is the thing that people, they look at in amazement because you believe in that thing with such conviction that there is no changing your mind. There is no one, there is no force, there is no idea, there is nothing in the outer world that can change your mind. You are completely grounded in that truth. You are absolutely convinced that this is the only thing for you to do here on this earth. And it is either this way or it's no way. That's living with purpose. My opinion. I believe that there are layers to our purpose. And one of the layer for my understanding is definitely connecting your passion and your gifts and what you're naturally good at with how you dedicate your time. There are definitely layers around our life purpose. Just like the Maslow, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, there are certain layers to our purpose as well. And I believe a good layer to start with connecting to your purpose is getting clarity on what you're naturally good at, what your natural gifts and talents are, and what you're naturally drawn to and what you're passionate about. And that eventually leads to what you're talking about. I see it the other way. 
like Greta Thunberg. It's not like she was necessarily saying, I'm going to be a really good speaker and I'm going to get arrested. No, but she was drawn to the subject of climate change. But not in a positive way. Doesn't have to be, you know, in a positive way. What are you naturally drawn to doesn't mean, I mean, this is relative, whether it's positive or negative. You can be drawn to subject, topics, information, whatever the case is, and whether that's positive or negative, that's relative. But what are you naturally drawn to? Is it metaphysics? Is it climate change? Is it animal rights? Is it veganism? Is it spirituality? It comes with polarity regardless. Like you can be passionate about something in a perceived negative way. <laughs> I'm passionate about calling out arrogant politicians who destroy the ecosystem. the ecosystem, for example. But I can also be passionate about seeing butterflies in the air flying around. You get my point? Like, for example, the person we know with veganism, what was that original spark for that person to start the vegan franchise? He perhaps was passionate about the subject of ending animal cruelty. I would say that it is, from my perspective, obviously Greta Thunberg was not naturally gifted at addressing climate change, not when she was five or six years old. Maybe this is when she started to get the information about this. Something you grow into. Maybe it's something that she grew into. Maybe like Joan of Arc. Not necessarily that she was the greatest uh, war hero of all time, but obviously she had a belief that God put her here to do something. And she felt that she had this purpose and she did what was at that time, unthinkable. I know that you've been, in the last few years especially, you have had this victim mindset around the topic of women and female empowerment. And, you know, you were constantly bringing up this, your ancestors and the females in your lineage. And that, you know, you have acknowledged and expressed that there were certain topics of being taken advantage of or them not being empowered. That is not necessarily something that you said when you were five years old, I'm going to go ahead and look at this. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to be passionate about dealing with traumas and taking psychedelics at times with this guy that's from New York City. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about this. And well, we're going to have a podcast talking about this. What if our souls already planned it out? What if Either way. Right? So what I'm saying is that on the one hand, I get what you're saying. Look at your gifts, look at your talents, look at things that you're drawn to. I also would say, look at the thing that is your pain. Mm -hmm. Look at the thing that's causing you pain because that may be a clue, mm -hmm. right? Like for me, finances, growing up poor, single mom, New York City, Brooklyn, homeless, etc. A lot of the time I was like, man, like, I know I'm here for some reason. Like there's no way that I could, I'm still alive here and I'm, you know, doing all the things that I'm doing. There's no way, like there has to be something here. Like why did God put me here? Why am I going through this? You know, and. Was there a time you actually asked that question out loud? Oh, many times, many times. When was the first time you can remember asking that question out loud? Like 12, 13, 14. 
when you were 12 or thir 13? Somewhere around this time. Like, I've had times when I was, like, even five years old. Like, I remember this one memory where I was trying to climb a fence with these kids. The same backyard where the guy had dropped and committed suicide. Maybe not around that time exactly. Maybe before that time. But I remember when I was a kid, like, I was trying to climb out that fence in between the, the two buildings. And I couldn't make it over the fence, so I wound up cutting my throat on the fence. And like I could have, I could have died. But why was I still alive? Like I was, like I would think about these certain things at times. And when, like when I was homeless, like sleeping on a rollaway bed, and like all these experiences, going to the Bronx, living in the, in the shelter systems, like it was pretty intense. And I would be asking myself, like, man, like, like what am I doing here? Like, what, what, why am I here, God? Have you received an answer to that question immediately or perhaps some days or weeks later? Like, why am I here? Yeah. Oh, I only received that answer like a few years ago. So it took, okay, so it took, it took me years. It took me, it took me personally years. Because like I told you, like, when I was homeless, my, you know, I could even remember this. I remember watching Nickelodeon as a kid and there was a commercial about planting trees. And I told my biological mother, I said, I want to do that. I want to plant those trees. And she said, no, we can't afford to do that. We don't have enough money to do that. That got me crushed. So what if my purpose was to rebuild the earth? What if it was to plant trees? But obviously when the whole homeless thing came, my whole attention got shifted to becoming obsessed about money. I was thinking about this uh, a couple of days, maybe in the last 48 hours before we started this podcast. So what I'm saying is with the purpose, you know, it took me years before I came to the conclusion, okay, I may not have a clear cut purpose. Like, obviously I'm not a singer. Obviously I'm not the best speaker. My voice on the playback sounds so nasally for the podcast. Well, that's because your nose was blocked. <laughs> Anyone. My nose is always blocked. But what if like, that's like, hey, well, guess what? It's not about being the best speaker. It's not about being the best this. It isn't. It's just about- Showing up. Showing up. And being yourself. Yeah, and what if that is the case, right? What if that is the case? What if someone's purpose is to be a space holder? What if someone's purpose is to facilitate ayahuasca ceremonies? What if someone's purpose is to be a shaman? What if someone's purpose is to be a candle practitioner? What if someone's purpose is to be a clothing designer? What if someone's purpose is to make candles? You know, it, it's all it's all perfect for that person. But look at the things that have maybe caused you some pain in your life. Look at the things that on the other side, right? Like, Hamlet, you're talking about the side of like, look at your gifts, look at your talents. Well, I don't think I have any gifts. I don't think I have any talents. You need to think higher about I, yourself. Then. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Everything that you see that I do is not a gift. Everything that you see that I do is not a talent. Everything that you see that I do is a skill that I had to work really hard to get decent at. That's the difference. That's the difference. I was always the kid that would mumble. I was always the kid that would stutter. I was always the kid that would speak too low. I was always the kid that I could never be the best drawer. I was never the best speaker. I was never the best. I was never, never any of that. There was never a gift. There was never a talent. I just had to do the same thing over and over again every single day so that I could build up that particular 
skill. Maybe that is the gift. Maybe my gift is discipline. Maybe my gift is consistency. Maybe. But in terms of natural gifts, in terms of natural things, no. And that was the pain. That was the pain point, you know? And that may be the case for one of our big ones. Maybe they're not having an angelic voice. Maybe they're not the next Michael Jackson, but maybe they're like the next Greta Thunberg. Maybe they're the next, I don't know, fill in the blank. You don't want to be the next anyone. Just be yourself. Obviously. But I'm saying it in the, in the place of Greta Thunberg was, was not recognized until a few years ago. And even then, we don't have to necessarily say that someone has to live their purpose and be recognized for it. There obviously are people that are living their purpose and you'll never hear their names. It does not matter. All I am saying is that, however, you're coming from the place of talking about your gifts and talents. That's, that's your purpose. Look, look there and that's where you can find your purpose. What if your purpose isn't there? What if your purpose comes from pain, from suffering, from experiences in life, from having shit thrown at you? It's all of it. Look to there as well. Look at the, the contrast and look at the, the, the gifts in your life, sure. But also pay a little bit of attention to that pain. Pay a little bit of attention to where you had your, the chip on your shoulder, yeah? So that's, that's the difference. And that's all I'm saying about that. I am really curious though now, because obviously we have two separate individual definitions for what does it mean to live our purpose. I think we all have our own individual definition. And that is something that I would like to know from our big ones. Mm. I would really like to know from them and from other people that are living their purpose. What does it mean to them to live their purpose? Is it is it more in alignment with what you're saying, Hema? That it's about looking at your gifts, looking at your talents, or is it more about like what I'm saying where it's like, look at the things that maybe you care about the most or the, the pains, the, the pain points in your life that have caused you to become something different, something than what you once were. Maybe you look at something that has caused you to not think about yourself anymore and look at serving from a higher purpose, looking at serving something greater than just yourself and your bank account and your own needs. And I believe that's when our life starts to become meaningful when we are opening to ways to be of service to something greater than just ourselves and that's when we can find meaning and i believe that's what the soul truly wants to experience in order to free itself of a meaningless lifetime and part of why i'm saying this is because i just remember in this moment years ago about 12 or 13 years ago, I was just in the process of moving out of my parents' place and figuring out my life and where I want to go. And I had this meeting with a medium, with a psychic, and she said to me, Hema, your soul wants to be of service so that it can free itself of a life without meaning. And that sentence, I still remember. Do you think your life has meaning now? To me, it has. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the LifePurpose.com podcast. If you found this episode valuable, share it with someone that you know needs to hear this. And until next time on the LifePurpose.com podcast.